the American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. Liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Tuesday, July 11th, 2023 edition of the National Intel Report. I am your host for this Tuesday, Michael Herzog, and I will be with you for the next two hours. Now, as you all know, I'm sure, uh, I was off on July 4th, as was was the rest of the hosts and crew. But I'm back, we're back, and I hope everybody enjoyed the holiday. Now, the title for this evening's broadcast uh, will sort of remind you of the title of an old Hank Williams Jr. song, and that title was There's a Tear in My Beer. Now, if you've ever heard of it. If not, I'm going to give you a short listen as a reminder shortly. But first, the title. It's a bit off-kilter, but it needs to be heard, folks. Aliens come and go. Are they friends or are they foes? Now, I'll get to that. But first, I need to make a few announcements. Next Tuesday, and I need for you all to get your pen and paper out because this is going to be a very important broadcast. Next Tuesday, I'm going to have John Roguski coming on for the entire broadcast. And uh, he has agreed to take questions from the audience in the second hour. The topic that he's going to fill us in on is on that nefarious power grab that Tedros Adonanabresis and his cohorts, Jack Ma and Melinda Gates, are planning for basically hijacking our health sovereignty. And we all know about it, okay, and I've had some kind of uh, misdirection on it. I, I, I wasn't sure exactly what to make of it or what it was all about, and I've heard some people say, well, it needs 60% or 60 members of Congress or the Senate to approve it, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, it doesn't. Okay, and it's going to be an important broadcast, folks, for your questions to be answered because he's going to fill us in on what it really is and what's going on here. So make sure you put your pen and paper down. Write that down next week, uh, next Tuesday on the National Intel Report. Now, secondly, John Strand, the man who accompanied Simone Gold, Dr. Simone Gold, to make her speech on January 6th at the protest is to report to the feds on July 25th for his unjust conviction and his 
32-month sentence for doing nothing wrong at the event. And by the way, folks, you know, like a myriad of videos that, we, that we've never seen, and a number of them came out on Tucker Carlson before he was fired, and I'll bring up Tucker in a minute here, but he's got it all on video. He's got everything him and Simone Gold did from the time they got there till the time they left. And the trial, which is no surprise, I'm sure, to most of you, was a sham, just like they're all shams. Uh, and I'm going to get to that in a minute here with Tucker Carlson. But before I go any further, thirdly, well, yeah, let me bring that up now. Okay, for those of you who are unaware, in a recent interview between comedian Russell Brand and Tucker Carlson, Tucker shared the fact that he had taped an interview with the police chief, the guy that was chief of police on January 6th. Uh, his name was uh, Robert Conti, Robert Conti III. Now, that interview that Tucker recorded with uh former police chief, now or uh, retired police chief, Robert Conti. It was supposed to air on Fox, but guess what? The, nev the interview never came to happen because Carlson was fired. I wonder if that's any coincidence. Because Tucker shared with Russell Brand that during that taped interview, Robert Conti had informed him that that entire January 6th event was filled with feds got it on tape folks huh another interesting tidbit i don't know whether you knew that or not but another little interesting little tidbit because i looked this guy up robert conti the third did you know that he was sworn in as the dc police chief just four days before january 6th and on April 27th of this year, 2023, FBI Director Christopher Wray named Robert Conti the Assistant Director in the FBI. In an April 27th FBI national press release, Director Christopher Wray was, he named Robert J. Conti III as the Assistant Director of the Office of Partner Engagement at FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. Now, the Office of Partner Engagement builds relationships between the FBI, federal agencies, and law enforcement at all levels across the nation. You see how it works, folks? Go along with their dirty deed, and I'm sure that they had already sat him down behind them those closed doors in that big club that we're not in with their cigars and they consulted him and found out which way he uh, uh, he wanted to go maybe they compromised him maybe they threatened him maybe they offered him something I don't know but if you go along with their dirty deed they promote you I can't help but think of that old Louis Armstrong song it's a wonderful world I'm being facetious folks but with that now I want to give you a quick reminder of that old tune by Hank Williams Jr., Tear in My Beer. Julie, go ahead and play about 15 seconds of that, if you would. Clip one. There's a tear in my beer. Oh, Can't hear it, Julie. You, you are on my 
I hope the audience is hearing it because I'm not. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't hear it. I hope you folks. Oh, you could hear it? Okay. It wasn't coming in on my end. Okay. So, folks, did it? Okay. Great. So, that just gives you a reminder of the tune, folks, because I, I want you to keep that in mind as I take the liberty here to change the words around a bit for tonight's title. As they ratchet up the fear rushes about to go nuclear, keep those aliens on your mind. They tried false flags one and two, they failed and don't know what to do, so keep those aliens on your mind. They're planning a third in Zaporizhia, I've heard, blowing up that nuclear power plant to blame Putin as their turd. But as they try and they lie, you must look fear right in the eye and keep those aliens on your mind. Now, I know you guys are thinking I've totally lost it, right? <laughs> but before I reach, or before you reach, that opinion, let me share this report with you and see if, at the end, you draw a different conclusion. So I'm going to start with this. There's an RBN post. Uh, it's, it's an update. It, it's uh, after blowing up the Russian oil pipeline and bombing Poland and then blaming Russia, Zelensky is now warning that Russia is going to blow up a nuclear power plant that, well, just like the Nord Stream pipeline, is under Russian control. Does that make any sense to anybody out there? Now, this is out of the Gateway Pundit on July 5th, and it's written by Jim Hoff. And I'll just give you a couple of excerpts of it. After the Nord Stream pipeline was blown up a year ago, the United States, NATO, and the far-left media, and the Ukrainian government have blamed Russia for the explosion. It is now believed that it was the U.S. government or the Ukrainian regime, or both, that took out the pipeline to Germany and, uh, and it crippled their economy. Now, in November of 2022, Poland, you might recall, was hit with some missiles. And Zelensky and the lapdog media in the West immediately blamed Russia for the bombing. And, of course, it was later discovered that it was Ukrainian missiles that caused the damage. Well, last Tuesday, Zelensky warned that the Russians were going to bomb the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. And again, I remind you, since I think it's March of 2022, Russia's been in control of that power plant. Russia is in control. Why would Russia blow it up? What advantage would they gain? And of course, the answer to that is nothing. But what about Ukraine? If the plant is blown up, well, the West would declare war against Russia and World War III would be official. Now, the question is, is Zelensky evil enough to blow up a nuclear power plant? Well, we're going to find out soon enough because, folks, as I report this, and those of you who are listening to Rivero, you've heard this already, but I'm going to say it again. There is a NATO summit taking place right now, today, July 11th, in Vilnius, Latvia, in which I can pretty much assure you among other likely strategic and nefarious plans to grasp victory out of the, uh, the jaws of an embarrassing defeat, the uh, top-level lunatics are discussing that very issue. Now, 
Here's an excerpt from another, another article from July 5th. And by the way, this article as well is posted on the RBN website. Western media prepping for nuclear false flag and thermonuclear war. The Western media are conditioning the mind-numbed, mesmerized, Kool-Aid-drinking, boob-tube-watching public for a false flag attack on the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant to blame it on Russia. Now, this would then provide the United States and NATO a pretext to directly intervene in their proxy war to support the Kiev regime. Once again, mainstream media promoting the fear. Now, as the Kiev's regime's month-old counteroffensive, and if you listen to Colonel Doug McGregor or Scott Ritter or any one of a multitude of other people, and by the way, what happened to Gonzalo Lira? Still haven't heard anything about him. But this counteroffensive is failing miserably to push back Russian defense lines. Instead, if anything, it seems that Russian forces are turning the tables to gain more territory in eastern Ukraine. The military situation is becoming literally a fiasco for the uh, NATO-backed regime in Kiev. And months of much hyped counteroffensives are delivering nothing but defeat. Sadly, because I don't want to see war with anybody, folks, but it's, it, it's delivering nothing but defeat for the Ukrainian forces, despite massive supplies and weapons and money, your money, taxpayer money, if you pay them, from the United States and its NATO allies. And the Western governments and the media can barely hide the reality that NATO's proxy war in Ukraine against Russia is literally turning into an historic debacle. How long can the charade continue before the American and European public demand answers and accountability? With a major NATO summit uh, taking place today and tomorrow, the battlefield disaster for the alliance's Kiev proxy will potentially be an acute embarrassment for all parties involved that have been beating the war drums, military-industrial complex, uh, Joe Biden, on and on and on and on and on. There will be severe political repercussions for both Washington and the European Union, which has funneled close to $200 billion in military support to the uh, Kiev regime since the conflict erupted in February of last year. Now, on a side note, for many of you who may already know, if you listen to Rivera, I'm sure he's probably already reported, but the Prime Minister of the Netherlands, the, the Netherlands, a NATO member, by the way, folks, he resigned the other day along with his entire cabinet. This is one of those Klaus Anal Schwab graduates, from what I hear along with his entire cabinet. This resignation over supposedly the immigration problem, but I think it, it has much to do with the farming and gas price protests. Now, actually, as I'm sure you know, there are riots, and rightly so. And French Prime Minister and President Macron, another Schwab, anal Schwab puppet, is headed in the same direction. And by the way, from what the reports I'm getting, Germany is not far behind. All of them are members of NATO. Wouldn't you like to be a fly on the wall at that meeting in Vilnius, Latvia today? I'd love to be one. And then, 
a couple of excerpts from yet another article out of the uh, John Mearsheimer substack, surmising the current situation in which we, us, currently find ourselves. Thanks to those lunatics that have, as the song says, taken over the asylum. The RBN Post, uh, let's see. The darkness ahead, where the Ukraine war is headed. If you get a chance, go in there and take a look at it, read it in its entirety, because I'm not going to share the whole thing with you folks. But John opens it, John Mearsheimer, he opens it with, first, is a meaningful, is a meaningful peace agreement possible? His answer is no. We are now in a war where both sides... Ukraine and the West on the one side and Russia on the other see each other as an existential threat that must be defeated. Now, given maximalist objectives all around, it is almost impossible to reach a workable peace treaty. Moreover, the two sides have irreconcilable differences regarding territory and Ukraine's relationship with the West. The best possible outcome is a frozen conflict that could easily turn back into a hot war. The worst possible outcome, which is I'm going to bring some interesting information to you regarding this issue, the worst possible outcome is a nuclear war, which, according to Mearsheimer, is unlikely, but it cannot be ruled out. Now, Folks, this article is quite extensive. I, I, uh, you know, I commend uh, John Mearsheimer for writing it, and also I you know, would suggest you go in there and read it in its entirety. But the, the article is quite extensive and does a good job of encapsulating the concerns and the motivations of both sides, as well as the likely outcomes should one side, well, gain a distinct advantage. Uh, and this is prior to any sane minds negotiating a peaceful compromise, which looks unlikely. It's a lengthy read, but well worth the time, so I encourage you to have a look at your leisure. So, the Western media is again fear-mongering by serving up the Kool-Aid to the masses, prepping their hypnotized brains for a nuclear false flag to be blamed on that supervillain, evil Russian Vladimir Putin. Oh, never mind that. Well, Russia already controls the Zaporizhian power plant, and him carrying out such a dastardly deed would be tantamount to their earlier claim of him blowing up his own Nord Stream pipeline. But you see, logic like that doesn't seem to carry that much effect on the anesthetized populace that seems eager to be gaslighted and swallow the happily digest of lies, opposed to waking up and doing anything about it. Oh, that's right. It's a well-known fact that the powers that be both know it and exploit it, the fact that they're happy to digest the lies. That being the spoon-fed Kool-Aid-drinking masses that they are have a very short memory. Do I hear the music? I'm not hearing any. Uh, oh, there we go. Okay, I got the music now. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be back at 3 Michael Herzog National Intel Report. Stick around, more to come. It's going to get good here in a couple of minutes, folks. It's going to be a little off kilter, but it's going to get good. Be right back.
Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately-issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing... The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else, tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 2004. Yeah, make a little hell, make a little hell, make a little hell. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. How many of you out there are doing the same thing? But, you know, getting back to this, the spoon-fed Kool-Aid drinking masses have a short memory. Well, this isn't something that you don't already know. We've talked about that before. How many times have you brought that up in the course of conversation? But in this case, folks, in the, in the nuclear case, I have to pose a question. Is it possible that those powers that be, if you will, and I'm not talking about just national and Biden and some of these other idiots, but I'm talking about internationally, 
is it possible that those powers that be possess that same short memory when it comes to the distinct possibility of an escalation in a conflict on a razor's edge of going full tilt nuclear, completely ignoring their own intelligence. And I'm not just talking about national intelligence. I'm talking about international intelligence, completely ignoring their intelligence that they are both aware, all of them are aware, and it is documented by their own organizations. Now, you, you say, well, what am I talking about? What are you talking about, Michael? Huh? Look, the West, no doubt, will be scrubbing the egg off their respected faces at the current NATO summit after shoveling close to an estimated $200 billion into an endeavor that has clearly become a pariah for them. But the real question is, do they want to risk that humiliation once again as uh, they, they think of one nefarious scheme after another in trying to justify the possible use of employing what they would deem a defensive nuclear device? Now, this is the part of the broadcast that gets interesting. I mentioned that in the song at the beginning, to keep those aliens on your mind. <laughs> and if John Statmiller knew I was talking about this, he'd have a fit, all right? But it needs to be said because it's starting to raise its ugly head again. Or is it an ugly head? Maybe it's a pretty head. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you why. Back in December of 2017, some of you may recall, the New York Times released videos of several U.S. fighter jets encountering, tracking, and attempting to pursue unidentified flying objects. They now call them UAEs or something other than that now, but for, 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 for us old people, okay, unidentified flying objects. There were a number of these sightings, and many of them are available at your leisure to watch on YouTube if you like. Um, the New York Times also reported back then, and again, this is in 2017, there, that there was a secret Pentagon program called the Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Now, that was a secret program. The New York Times released it, and indeed, it has been verified. It is in existence. Keep that in mind. Okay? Remember, what was it, um, Project Blue Book or whatever? I remember back in the 60s, I used to watch a show. Uh, and then they claimed that they disbanded that because they found that you know, there was really no truth to it. They weren't a threat, and it was all swamp gas and all that good stuff. You remember that. You're old enough. Okay? But in April of 2020, when all of the attention was focused on the pandemic, the United States Defense Department quietly confirmed the authenticity of those videos that were shown by the New York Times – and that, indeed, the objects being pursued were unidentified flying objects. So why did the U.S. government, after announcing and implementing a study called Project Blue Book back in, I think it was started in 1952 and ended in 1969, okay, after two UFO encounters of numerous craft 
observed by hundreds of witnesses that violated the most tightly secured airspace in the United States. And I'm talking about all those flying saucers that appeared and it was on film in 1952 over the White House two consecutive weekends in a row. They danced in the skies over the White House, okay, while evading and I dare say taunting the United States military to embarrassment as they were literally helpless to eradicate the situation. This is the event that prompted the origination of Project Blue Book. And again, that study was terminated on December 17th, 1969. But, folks, here's the summary of their investigation. All right? And I'm talking about Project Blue Book. And I want you to keep this in mind. Can I have a break coming up in a minute here? But this is what they spoon-fed the mind-dumbed American public. Now, again, you know, you can believe in UFOs. You don't have to believe in UFOs. You can believe that aliens exist. You believe they don't exist. It really doesn't matter. What I'm reporting to you, and it needs to be said, this is documented. This is coming from your own government. Okay? They ended that in 1969. You remember, you're old enough to remember the swamp gas and, you know, the lights and weird, all this garbage that they threw at us. After the break, I'm going to tell you the summary of their investigation. Be right back in three Michael Herzog National Intel Report. Stick around. More to come. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the Rotating Sponsors banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Subscribe to the Freedom Times monthly newspaper, published since 1985. That's right, 1985. The Freedom Times pulls no punches and observes no sacred cows or taboos. The perilous times we live in are too critical for anything but honest discussion of America's plight. The Freedom Times is the antidote to the lies and distortions of the fake news media. There is no better way to inform and enlighten Americans than by reading The Freedom Times each month. New subscribers may sign up at the special rate of just $29 for one year or $55 for two years. Subscribe online by going to AmericanFreedomNews.us or mail your subscription to The Freedom Times, P.O. Box 218, Wildwood, Pennsylvania, 15091. 
That's the Freedom Times, P.O. Box 218, Wildwood, Pennsylvania, 15091. Support America's best patriotic newspaper and one of the very few left by becoming a subscriber to the Freedom Times today. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Yes, I'd love to walk out in that morning dew. It's kind of hot here today in Tucson, Arizona. But anyway, getting back to this. Okay, so the Project Blue Book was implemented in 1952, shortly after all those those reports, two consecutive weekends came out where there's all these UFOs over the White House, right, while Eisenhower was in the office. So, And it went on, and it was terminated December 17, 1969. So I'm going to read you from their own documents a summary of their investigation. Number one, no UFO reported, investigated, and evaluated by the Air Force was ever an indication of a threat to our national security. I want you to keep that in mind, folks. Was never a threat to our national security. Number two, there was no evidence submitted to or discovered by the Air Force that sightings categorized as unidentified represented technological developments or principles beyond the range of modern scientific knowledge. And, number three, there was no evidence indicating that sightings categorized as unidentified were extraterrestrial vehicles. I see. Now, I want you to keep the following in mind here, folks. Okay, keep what I just told you in mind as I share with you government documented events testified to by military intelligence and high level officers that happened during this stretch between 1952 and 1969. So, if they terminated their study in 1969 and they actually believed the nonsense I just shared with you in their summation, that poses the question, and why is there an advanced aerospace threat identification program? Now, let me rewind here. General Nathan Twining, 
while the Air Force Chief of Staff under Eisenhower made a statement to the public, and it went like this. If there are saucers from Mars or Jupiter or some other far-off planet, and if there is a people in a world that is far ahead of us, he didn't believe the people even had to worry about it, those people being us. Yes. In a secret memorandum dated September 23rd, 1947, government memorandum, by the way, that same general wrote the following concerning those same objects, and I quote, The phenomenon reported is something real and not visionary or fictitious, end quote. The document also described the objects, and it warned of severe concerns the military should have regarding national defense because, it said, they had extreme rates of climb, dazzling maneuverability, and a superior cap uh, capability for evasive action. Same thing you see on those videotapes with those fighter jets in, in 2017 chasing those saucers that, that uh, the New York Times reported. All right. <laughs> no surprise, though. I mean, you know, it's not like the government would lie to you or anything. So the sightings reported since the alleged Roswell incident, 1947, where they said they wound up, they said it was a flying saucer, and then they turned around and said it was a weather balloon, right? There have been hundreds of thousands of reports over the years, yet the government has not only downplayed it, but categorized people seeing these things or daring to come forward as kooks or delusionary. But there is one aspect of this that the government wants to continue to, well, I guess, sweep under the rug and keep tightly classified so the secret never escapes. For if the truth were to get out, it would expose the vulnerability of the not only this government, but the governments of all the world. That aspect is called extraterrestrial intrusion. The deep, dark secret that this government refuses to address, and it could be, it just could be, a fail-safe for humanity should these lunatics that are meeting in uh, Vilnius, Latvia right now, should they decide that they're going to launch a nuke. Stick around. I'm going to tell you why, folks. Because there have been, even though Project Blue Book claims otherwise, these are documented, there have been extraordinary events that have taken place dating back as far as even 1945, before the A-bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. Now, the details of these events were buried and instructed never to be spoken of by the witnesses that either saw or were unwitting participants of said events. These reports were made public at a conference at the National Press Club, Press Club in Washington, D.C. in September of 2010. Exposed were declassified documents and witness testimony from retired U.S. military confirming beyond any doubt that UFOs have, over the years, made incursions at U.S. nuclear weapon sites. Now, I'm going to cite for you 
a number of incursions that your government doesn't want you to know. And by the way, this new organization that they put together, okay, they just finished, uh, and it's, I, I saw this video on YouTube just the other night, they just fin finished interviewing one of these guys just here in the last month or so, okay, that was one of the witnesses that's going to attest to one of these events that I'm going to share with you. 1966 at Ellsworth Air Force Base, South Dakota, Major Galen King, his base security reported a UFO over one of their missile silos scanning the warhead. In 1966 at Minot Air Force Base, David Schur, the missile launch officer, reported a UFO over the base and that one of their missiles had received a launch signal. And that countdown, a launch signal means that they, they've, they've activated, and that countdown had to be manually aborted. March 9th of 1967, this guy, Robert Salas, who was just interviewed again, okay, the missile launch officer stationed at Maelstrom Air Force Base in Montana, home of over 100 nuclear Minutemen intercontinental ballistic missiles, along with Patrick McDonough, the geodetic surveyor, observing, by the way, at the time, from two different locations, both confirmed a UFO flying over Maelstrom stopping over the silos, shining down a beam of light, and then exiting at unheard of speed. Now, this is on audio recording. I've heard it. Okay. Eight days later, another red-colored object appeared over the base, and the reports indicated 10 missiles went into what they called a no-go condition, unlaunchable, in a matter of seconds. Captain Richard or Robert Jameson, a missile targeting officer, was there and confirmed the event, stating that he had never heard of even two missiles being disabled at once, let alone ten. Now, keep in mind here, folks, all of these events are happening when Project Blue Book says, oh, there's nothing to see here, right? Yeah, ten missiles disabled. Lieutenant Colonel Dwayne Arneson, a communications officer, Reading an interstate written communication confirmed. He wasn't even at that locale. He was reading it. It came over the teletype, okay? Confirmed that a UFO had shut down the missiles at Maelstrom Air Base. And, again, as I said, this information has resurfaced again by a government whistleblower by the name of David Grush, a former intelligence official. And I just saw him interviewed just the other night, all right? In December of 1980, Charles Halt, the deputy base commander at Bentwater, the largest U.S. nuclear storage depot in Europe, uh, on two separate visits, two days apart, several witnesses, of all military, by the way, observing these objects surveilling their weapons storage facilities. And James Carey, an air traffic controller on that site at that time at Bentwater, confirmed the sightings on his radar scope. Ivan Barker, the radar supervisor over and above James Carey, also confirmed the sighting and remarked about the speed in which they departed. Now, again, there's another there's a, there's another incident, and I saw this before they did the uh, the purge on YouTube, all of the social media. I saw this years ago, where one of these USOs, uh, there was a, a missile that was launched that had a warhead. It was a dummy warhead. 
But the UFO actually shot that missile out of the sky, and it was. It could still be on YouTube. I'm not sure. But the next one I'm going to give you, and I want you to listen closely to this one because this one really set me back. This one is very interesting because according to the documents that were released under the fall of the, uh, the Iron Curtain in 1991, this was released by the Russian government, which I find fascinating, because it's located in Ukraine where supposedly no nukes exist. In 1982, Bialykorovich, Ukraine, according to declassified Russian documents, a UFO appeared over the base and caused several missiles. Now, let's be clear. I don't know whether these missiles were nuclear or not, so it could be that they weren't. I don't know. But missiles in Ukraine, that's interesting, caused several missiles to go into full combat readiness and go into a launch sequence without entering their uh, authentication codes. It ceased 15 seconds after it started. I find it curious that Russian declassified documents reported a nuclear base in Ukraine in 1982 because, I mean, is Putin not aware of this? After all, aren't nuclear missiles on the Ukraine border part of the issue Russia is currently having with Ukraine? I mean, this whole thing is rather interesting. But these are documented. Okay, I've read the documents. These incursions have been reported and documented for decades by members of the military to their superiors. And, of course, they've all been sworn to secrecy, right? They have also been confirmed by the Russian government after the fall of the Soviet Union when they opened their files to the United States government. The report, however, that should raise both your radar as well as a few rays of hope regarding the situation that we currently find ourselves in that we have these lunatic leaders seemingly pushing to provoke a nuclear change. This is out of from the American Military News dated February 22nd, 2023. The U.S. Department of Defense has recently announced a new office called All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office that listens to and documents the eyewitness testimonies and the videos of unidentified aerial phenomena. So they've put this new organization together. It was secret. It got out. New York Times released it. Okay, but they've had this for a while. So all of these people that are documented that are witnessing this stuff is coming forward and they're now taking their testimony. This agency has finally documented the testimony and filmed video footage. Now, I want you to listen to this very closely, folks. They have filmed the video's footage of a 1964 test missile launch wherein the saucer-shaped object in flight at 12,000 miles per hour fired a beam of light at the warhead. It was a dummy warhead, okay, but they didn't know that. Obviously, whoever occupied that UFO, they fired a beam of light at the warhead and knocked it out of the sky. As I said, I saw that video on YouTube years ago, folks. Uh, I I, I went and tried to find it. I can't find it anymore. I was going to have it posted on the RBN website, but I can't find it. Now, many questions arise with this. Are these testimonies true? Why would so many military and other professional people hide you know, high risk, uh, their, their, their reputations, their jobs could be destroyed. 
why would so many military and other professional people risk their reputations to lie about something like this? And on so many occasions, different times, different places, different people all testify to these, what the government calls UAPs, intruding classified airspace, disabling weapons, shooting down weapons out of the sky. Are they real? Do they have these capabilities? Here's the question. Whether you believe them or whether, whether or not, think about this for a moment, folks. Is somebody out there watching us like a bunch of school children to make sure we don't destroy ourselves and our planet? For it could be a litany of reasons. You know, maybe we're young in their eyes and they want us to grow up and, you know, mature and, and, <laughs> and grow a brain. You know, maybe they want the planet for somebody else. I don't know. Are these God's angels sent to protect us? Are they Satan's cabal making sure we don't destroy the planet before his billionaire minions carry out their plan? These and a million more questions arise. The government tried so hard to discredit testimonies for years with Project Blue Book. Yet now we know they have implemented not one but two agencies, two offices to investigate this. Why? Well, because they believe what many have believed all along. The phenomenon has had much more credibility than labeling it swamp gas. So as the mainstream media keeps on pouring the Kool-Aid on the mind-numb consumers, and as they ratchet up the fear Russia's about to go nuclear, keep those aliens on your mind, folks, because the truth of the matter is, they just may save the day. Wouldn't that take the air out of their lunatic balloons? Now, I know. <laughs> I know that's a little bit off kilter for the National Intel Report, folks. But I thought it needed to be heard because I had spent a lot of uh, the week reviewing a lot of this. I've watched several videos and I've looked at the government documents online and so forth. And indeed, what I've reported to you is true. All right. But if indeed, and I know for a fact, I did see a UFO disable that one uh, uh, rocket. So if indeed they had the capability to do that, should we at all be concerned about one of these lunatics, you know, uh, uh, pulling a trigger on a nuke? Because if somebody indeed really is watching us, the only people that are truthfully going to go down are the people that pulled the trigger. Keep that in mind. I think we've got a break coming up here. We'll be back at 3, Michael Herzog, National Intel Report. I'll open up the phone lines a little bit early, uh, 512-248-8252. Love to hear your thoughts on this, folks. Be back in 3. From beautiful Colorado, my name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilji hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilji Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilji as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. 
Shiroji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shiroji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Extendivite is more than just a heart tonic. Most basic diseases are caused by yeast in the gut and metals in the liver, and we all have a bit of both. The garlic in Extendivite has a yeast-killing effect in the gut while also helping the sulfur enzyme in the liver get rid of the metals. Extendivite just may improve your overall health. Products like Extendivite are the only way we are going to get our society healthy. And if you're waiting for the government and pharmaceutical care to solve your health problems, you're going to have a long, disappointing wait, I think. Extendivite is a complete formula for extended life in the new millennium. 80 can be the new 60. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. You're tuned in to the National Intel Report, the real talk radio show. All right, folks, we're back with the National Intel Report. I've opened the phone's lines up a little bit early today, 512-248-8252. And I meant to mention to you, I don't know how many of you out there went and actually saw the movie Sound of Freedom when it opened up last week. I did. I went and saw it on July 3rd at 11 a.m. in the morning. Interestingly enough, they had 105 seats. I counted them in that particular uh, theater. And right next door, they had about 250 for uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> but what was funny is there was more people in that theater that I was in at 11 in the morning than there was in Indiana Jones. And the reviews that I've seen and what's happening with Disney right now is that evidently uh, Sound of Freedom is outgaining at least per seat occupancy. They are outgaining as far as uh, uh, the the revenue that has been generated from that movie. Uh, maybe because it's true. And again, the mainstream need is trying to downplay this. Oh, they're trying to say, oh, it's conspiratorial. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's true. And I'll get to that, but the, the, the phone lines are starting to load up here. So let's uh, let's start by going to Sherry in Kansas. Sherry on with Michael. How are you? Hi, Mike. Hi. Hey, How are you? Um, uh, if that happened in 52, it would have been while uh, Truman was still president. Because 
52 was oh, an election year. Oh, my mistake. Okay. Well, if you say if it happened, it did happen in 52. And it's no secret because they have video of it. They have uh, there's pictures of it that came out in the national newspapers and the whole nine yards. And it happened two weekends in a row. Uh, they were darting. Oh, I, I believe it happened. Uh, wasn't uh, there something? I've heard Jeff Rance talk about something that happened in uh, 62. And he called it the battle for Los Angeles. Did you come across uh, that too? The battle, the battle for Los Angeles. That was in that was in nineteen. It was in the forties. It was during the Second World War. Uh, oh, I thought yes. that was. It. I thought he said something happened in sixty-two around there. So okay. uh, no, the, the battle for Los Angeles. From from what I recall, that was back during the. Uh, it was either uh, right after the war, before the war, maybe during the war. Uh, but yes, that's documented as well. It did happen. But, you know, the only, the only thing I'm saying about this whole thing is the government, typical government, has downplayed this. They have vilified, ostracized people. People have lost their jobs and their livelihood over it, their reputations over it. They have poo-pooed it and called it swamp gas and blah, blah, blah. Yet now they have two distinct different agencies that are actually taking testimony from people that are still alive. You know, that it happened to back during the 60s and 70s, you know, and 80s. Uh, maybe it's because of this New York Times thing or whatever. But the bottom line is, you know, whether people believe it or not, or who's occupying those vehicles, they do exist because they're, they're on videotape. You know, they've been, the United States government has, on ta- has them on camera in their own F-16 fighter jets. So it's pretty hard to deny at this point, Sherry, wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah. Now, did the name Trevor Constable come up in any of your research? Trevor Constable? Trevor. T-R-E-A-V-O-R. Constable. No, I... I okay. That name doesn't... Oh, I've got a book of his called The Cosmic Pulse of Life, and this guy, uh, he was a merchant marine master radio guy. And uh, I think the book I've got is his... Can I hold? Yeah, you can hold. We're going to go to the top hour break. We'll be back in a couple minutes, folks. Stick around. More to come. Second hour National Intel Report coming up. Be right back. We need leaders to lead us, not stick us and bleed us. Take all our money and send it abroad. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. 
Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.